Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a story. It's a question, it's a statement, it's what can you offer? here for a celebration. You bought your tickets for a celebration. So a celebration is what you're going to get. We're back. Can you believe it? I survived my plane crash. I'm not going to have a chance to tell you all about Disney today because it hasn't fucking happened because we're no. still recording seconds after the last episode. Yeah, so I yeah. still very much may be dead. This may be coming out I may be dead in the ground right now. Actually, that's not true because I'm going to get cremated. Has Brittany watched Manifest? I have no idea. Probably. She funny. watches all those. Well, you've seen Lost. All those girly shows there you that go. you like. Um, she Lost watches. Is good. Um, but uh, th- you know, this this is actually interesting because see, what I'll do is I will schedule this podcast to drop like a week from now. So this may be coming out as I'm dead. You know, from a plane crash. That do you not believe in speaking things into existence? That's interesting to me. Like it's interesting to me. That this could be playing right now, and I could be dead. Like this is like, like people hearing like if I if I had had children, like they could be like, oh, dad's gone, but like he had that last podcast. I can go back and listen fondly to that you're last weird, episode cat, of What Can bro. You Offer. You're a weird cat. Where dad talks about drinking someone's piss. <laughs> no, you're not someone's Coco's piss. Coco's piss. You know whose piss I wouldn't drink? Um, Justin Lee's. Well, I mean. Probably sterile as fuck. It actually really would be sterile as could... I would drink his piss. Because it would be like just absolutely perfect yellow. Like it looked like uh, it looked like, like the dress. Like a, like, a, like a diluted apple juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, it would look like a really pale apple juice and it would have nothing like alive in it. Like there would be no living cells or anything because his raisin nuts would have sprayed nothing but the purest, most sterile urine. So now that we're 90 seconds into this podcast, um, and we've already talked about urine, we can get onto the real subject at hand, which is the two big shows that we recently were both at. I participated in only one of them, and I was a viewer of the other. And uh, let's talk about the first one, because it happened first, and uh, lead up to the... To, to you know, what's arguably the bigger one, and that is uh, that's okay. WFC. But we're gonna talk about UWE first. So the the couple podcasts ago, we were at yeah Showdown eleven eleven years of UWE, and we briefly talked to the yeah. UWE owner and creator and founder Bradley Fuel Eubanks, or as I call them in my, in my post today, mm-hmm. Fuel Banks. Bradley Fuel Banks for sure. Shout out to Bradley and. Uh, you know, UWE is very important to me. I'm a UWE original. I was there the day that they were cracking the tape on that brand new ring that they bought from HighSpots.com. It's a nice like, ring. You know, the truck backed up and dumped that ring out and, and cracked it open. Now, I didn't get to see that. I, they were already setting it up when I got there. But, like, I was there the day of and, uh, you know, like a kid at Christmas with that brand new ring. And uh, me and Fuel and Anarchy and Big Smooth, kind of the, the OG Mount Rushmore of uh, UWE, if I do say so myself. So UWE is an important company to me, and it was to you as well. It's the place, we've said it many times on this podcast, it was honestly a place where you could kind of go have a little bit more freedom, do uh, really whatever you wanted to. You could try new things and see if they were going to work elsewhere, which um, that's not a knock. That's a good thing. You want to be able to do that, and Brad trusted us Mm -hmm. to do our own kind of thing. We had, I don't even think arguably, like the best – 
start to finish like saga of of story that has ever happened in that company or yeah. really anywhere else around here to be fair um of of john versus alex that was such a great story because we got to bring in all the all the like me being your manager and we get to blend all the line and you bringing me back for okx because yeah. you you paid for the show and all that stuff like and it, and you were the dominant champion there and I came back and won the Battle Royal and became the number one contender and all that shit. Like, that's a fucking phenomenal storyline. Culminated in a perfectly wonderful match uh, and, and a pretty pretty packed out building. Not packed, but a very good draw that day was um, in a different building. Yeah. So, showdown, uh, that was very cool. So, that I gotta, was I gotta make a note because t- thinking about that match mm-hmm. just correlated with something with the match I just had that I want to talk about. Sure, sure, sure. You can bring them, you can piece them, piece them together. You sent yeah, me a yeah. message, probably what you're thinking of right now. But uh, yeah, I loved our match. It was great. Um, one of the one of the best things that I came back to do. So it was very cool to do that with you, and we got to do that in UWE. So that was very cool. So I was happy to be at Showdown Eleven. Brad asked me months ago what I wanted to do, and I hadn't really cemented this yet that I that I was quote unquote done with wrestling as an in-ring performer. I have to keep saying that because I'm not done with wrestling by any fucking means. I am done with being a bell-to-bell professional wrestler, yes, but I have many, many things that I want to do in wrestling still, and I'm going to do. But uh, he asked me what I wanted to do. He gave me every option in the world from wrestling, you know, anybody to a tag match to uh, blah, 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 whatever. And um, I told Brad, I said, this is what I want to do. If you really want me to be a part of it, which I was actually like, I don't have to be a part of this. I don't need to waste time yeah, on your show. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, we want John Cross there because you're an original, all that shit I just got through talking about. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Here's what I want. I want to be John Cena. That's exactly the message I sent him. I said, I want a heel to go to the ring to quote unquote, take over the show and refuse to leave. Mm-hmm. I want my music to hit. I want to hit a finishing move. And throw him out of the ring, get a pop, and leave. That's that I wanted the John Cena versus um, Elias. That's what I wanted. Uh, that's exactly I just copied that, and that's pretty much what happened. Only the Undertaker didn't come out to fight me afterwards. That's okay though. But uh, I tried to book him, but he was busy announcing Pitbull to the ring. <laughs> so, right. so um, I uh, I did that. Uh, um, you know, he he gave me some options on who could do that for me, and I was like, if Zach will do it, Zach Royal, like I. I'm friends with Zach, whatever. Um, let's just book Zach. So we had Zach Royal. I had Zach go to the ring. Um, I dressed him in the fucking locker room. Like he brought a stupid shirt from Walmart, but I helped him fix it up. We cut one of the sleeves off. I had to like, you weren't even back there for this, but I had to like rein Zach in because he kept wanting to fuck with the outfit. He kept thinking like, I'm going to go ahead and cut the other sleeve off. And I'm like, no, you're not. It looks fine like it is. And he's like, yeah. no, I'm going to wear my... Uh, my Adidas hoodie underneath that shirt. And I was like, no, you're fucking not. I need your chest exposed. You, you look yeah. perfect. And he's like, well, I can't roll up my legs. And I was like, yes, you can. You look absolutely perfect. He's like, I'm going to wear my slides. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to wear those white shoes. So me and Big Smooth were like giving him tips. Like, trust me, dude, you, you look like, you look like the, like the main character from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Like that's what we're going for. Gold yeah. chains and a, a, a Hawaiian shirt, sunglasses and all this shit. And so I had Zach go to the ring. Um, here's a behind-the-scenes thing, which is what this podcast is all about. But uh, that showdown was a uh, charity for the NSU cheerleaders or in some way or another. So the cheerleaders were there. And unfortunately, this didn't work out perfectly. But I, I told Zach, I, I wrote his promo for him. 
I said, here you go, Zach. Here's what we do. The cheerleaders are sitting right over there in the bleachers. You walk to the ring and you say, this can't be the biggest show of the year without the biggest star, me, Zach Royal. Um, and uh, tonight, I am going to be presented the award of Mr. Showdown. They're going to bring me a trophy out here and give it to me. I'm going to be called Mr. Showdown. But I am very, very giving. I'm very gracious. So tonight, not only am I going to receive a prize, I'm going to give a prize. And that prize is my phone number to the prettiest cheerleader that there is here today. So stand up, ladies. Stand up and do a little spin so I can see what I'm working with. You know, just fucking yeah. terrible, yeah. stupid heel shit. And it was beautiful. I loved it. Big Smooth was laughing his ass off. And I was like, this is perfect. Uh, this is wonderful. Unfortunately, we were, sim- uh, we were right before the main event. You know, we were the buffer before the main event. So, like, all the cheerleaders were going to be part of Big Smooth's entrance. So they all came backstage right as soon as Zach was going out. And uh, here's a fun, another tidbit um, that'll never get known if I don't tell it on the podcast. So Zach starts talking to the cheerleaders backstage. Like he starts telling them like, oh, I'm, I'm fixing to like make fun of y'all on the microphone. Cause I, I told him to just go through with it anyway, because it was too good. It sucks that the cheerleaders aren't out there, but at least the fans will know what he's talking about. Cause they've yeah. seen the cheerleaders all night long. Um, and I was like, instead of saying, bring out my trophy, you could say, send out the cheerleaders. And then my music could hit like something like that. Like it's easy to switch that. So Zach's talking to the cheerleaders for some reason, or just telling them, Hey, pay attention. Cause I'm going to like make fun of y'all, which he didn't need to, but he's being a, Goof, whatever. Anyway, he's been Zach. And uh, they were completely confused by whatever he said. And Zach's music hits. And Zach walks through the curtain. And ten cheerleaders line up and start following him out the curtain. (laughs) And fuel explodes from like the, the laptop where the music was being played. Yeah. And he's screaming backstage. I know for a f- there's no way you couldn't hear it out in the front in the crowd. He's screaming, no, 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 no. And he like dives in front of the cheerleaders and blocks them from going out. <laughs> and I, 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 I'd like to see the camera, but I really think one of them at least broke curtain with Zach. Like one cheerleader probably got her head out before Brad stopped him. But uh, they were confused because he talked to them and they had just been brought back there to walk out. And then Zach talked to him. So when he walked out, they were like, oh, this is the guy we follow, right? This is Big Smooth, probably. <laughs> he looks like a Big Smooth the way he's dressed. Um, that was funny. That was great. Um, Zach cuts his promo. I go to the ring. We had a cue where Zach slapped me. I told Zach there's only two ways he could fuck this up. Two things he had to do for me. He had to, number one, he had to lay in the slap He had because he, he was going to slap me. I said, you have to lay it in. It can't be a little bitch slap. And then number two, I'm going to hit you with a brain buster and if you sandbag me, it's fucking over. And I'm not like threatening him. I'm saying this whole segment sucks if you sandbag me, period. Well, you it's just, just gonna... bicycle kick his ass afterwards. Yeah. It just looks like shit if you sandbag me. And I actually pitched to him, you want me to just bicycle kick you? Because I was like, that can't really be fucked up, I guess. Maybe it could be, I guess. But I was like, I may just bicycle kick you. And he's like, no, no, I'll take the brain buster. Um, and uh, he slapped the fuck out of me. He really did. Uh, he's, patting him, <laughs> he's patting himself on the back way more than he should, yeah. like behind the scenes. But that's what we do to each other. That's okay. But he slapped the, the dog shit out of me. It was, I was telling people, and I was trying to make him feel good. And, 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 but I'm get, not lying. Did you get jaw clenched? Not really. I just was like, if you hit the bottom jaw when it's, or the bottom of the jaw whenever it's not fucking closed, yeah. you can dislocate that motherfucker. I've got a pretty. I got a yeah. I got a pretty. I don't. I have no idea. It didn't. It didn't do anything but hurt. So I guess I survived. But uh, um, he slapped me really hard, and it was very difficult to not sell it because it was so hard. And that was great. That was exactly what I wanted. He dove out of the ring. I hit the flip dive on him, tossed him back in, hit the brain buster. If anything, 
he jumped too much for the Rain Buster. So that's okay, though. I can't knock him for that because I, I just told him not to sandbag me, and he just he floated. So yeah, There was enough sandbagging going on that show. Yeah, no shit, right? So um, anyway, uh, so we did our segment, got the baby face pop, got out of there, boom, there we go. So now let's talk about this. Let's talk about the fact that Alex Royal hasn't wrestled in months. You trying to fucking talk about this now? <laughs> What I thought you were going to talk about how Zach almost broke character with you. Oh, oh, you, uh, that is another good thing, I guess. So here's what happens, right? I guess, okay, we'll talk about that, I guess, because it's rare that I almost break. So Zach, um, before he slaps me, I give him the, uh, nobody would get this reference. You didn't even get it. Not that you should. You shouldn't. It was yeah. really for me and me, maybe Anarchy. I think Anarchy's the only other person that would have got this reference that I made. Um, but I said, um, I said, uh, I said my line to Zach, and um, uh, I said that he looked like a uh, – well, okay, so before I get to the line, like I said, um, easy way, hard way. That was what I said to him. That's, that's from uh, an, an old Tony Schiavone joke. He made a joke about the barbarian threatening to have sex with a referee in the locker room. <laughs> like, like apparently there's a story that barbarian in a WCW locker room um, had a prostitute coming. Or not a locker room. It's his hotel room. My bad. Uh, had a prostitute coming to his room. Like, he ordered a prostitute. And when they knocked on the door, referee Tommy Young um, said, uh, Who, what are you doing here? You're No, no, you got the wrong room. What the hell are you doing here, lady? And he sent her away. And then Barbarian comes out of, like, the bathroom or something, and he goes, is my girl here? And he goes, oh, that was for you? And he's like, yeah, motherfucker, that was for me. And so he tells referee Tommy Young, you know, basically, I've got a boner. So easy way, hard way. You make your choice. What are you going to do? You're going to go get the girl. You can come over and jack me off. <laughs> that's oh, that, that's the story. So that's what I said to Zach. Easy way, hard way. Because me, me and Anarchy, and I think Fuel listened to Tony Schiavone's podcast, so it popped me. But here's the line I said. Um, I said to Zach that he looked like a broke down GTA character, and I said that on the microphone. Got a great pop. Got a great reaction. And then under his breath, not on a microphone, because it wouldn't have made sense. Nobody would have gave a fuck. It was for me and me alone. Zach looks at me, and of course, what am I wearing? The OD green, like the army green that I'm always wearing. And uh, he goes, <laughs> he goes, well, fuck, I can't even fucking say it. It makes me laugh so much. But he goes, you look like a broke soldier. And <laughs> it almost fucking broke me when he said it. Because it was a very, that was one of the rare times when yeah. it was almost like he had some of the royal blood in him. Because you're very quick. You're very, very quick when it comes to... Stuff like that, and he he was he had it. Boom! He goes, "Well, you look like a broke soldier," and I fucking almost lost it right there in the ring. But luckily, I maintained. That was almost as hard to sell as the slap was. Brainbuster, all that shit, got it. Good That's to fun. go. So that was good shit. So well, let's talk about you. Okay, so UWE. well, I had no intention on mm-hmm. working UWE. Mm-hmm. Um, truth be told, I was kind of I've kind of been checked out of wrestling sure. for the last six months, and. Um, which is weird because I'm the champ, so right, it's right, like right. you know. But but just the way the WFC dates lined up, like yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't have a belt with with you. To, uh, technically, I had the belt, but Brad went ahead and awarded it you yeah, know, yeah, to yeah. someone else. So I just had this belt in my room, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he, Brad messages me and he's talking about storylines mm-hmm. for UWE, and I'm kind of I'm not slow playing him. I'm I'm, I'm responding to him, but yeah. I'm telling the truth. Like hey, I just don't know if I can do it, which is all accurate. Like. 
a lot of things had to line up for right. me to be able to do that. It wasn't personal. You just legitimately yeah. were a little bit checked out, yeah. and you had other things going well, on. Well, I had a, I had, a, I had a business gimmick. Sure. You know, I, had a shoot, I had a shoot gig that day. Sure, sure. And um, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, Sam, yeah. I didn't know if Sam had something going on, you know, and then everything kind of fell in line. But I was checked out. You know, I was WFC champion. Right. And, you know, it, to, to no fault of its own, but... Every single month, something else was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, either either a date lined up where I was out of town or I was out of state or whatever. <laughs> you know, or I was doing a contract signing or I was doing guest commentary, but I was not wrestling. It's the like Bahamas. there was like there was like commentary one show wasn't wrestling, contract signing next show wasn't right. wrestling, VIP match somewhere in there. Right, right. And then um, I missed the entire month of September, mm. um, and that was a double that was a double show month because they they dropped the. Drillers show, and mm-hmm. that happened to be on my thirtieth birthday weekend. The same plan for me, so right, I couldn't right. miss that. Come to find out, I wrestled JD at OKX. Then I had three matches, and right. then bam, I got Luke. Right. So I have I've wrestled four fucking <clears throat> matches. Yeah. Since May. Right. You know, which is crazy to me to even think like that. Right. Right. You know, because I it never dawned on me that I had taken that much time off. Yeah. 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 Um, which was one, and we'll get into it in a minute, but that's one of those reasons that made me think like. Man, if I only wrestled four times in that long and I didn't miss it, may, am I really doing it because yeah. I like doing it? Sure. But um, that, that's kind of something I looked at. Anyway, so showdown's happening. Brad puts us in a chat. Sam ends up running a half marathon that day. Right. So she she went to OKC, stayed with a friend Friday yeah. night. I have the day to myself. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, um, I messaged you. And I, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I was like wanting you to like, be like hey, come do it. <coughs> Or yeah. whatever, but like I messaged Luke and I was floating it to Luke. Yeah, yeah. And Luke was like, just don't get hurt. So I was like, okay, so there's an out for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was messaging you and then we were kind of talking. And then I was like, well, is my bed still open? I didn't really want to stay all night, but I was kind of hoping <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I got something going on and just being easy. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. have to like, tell myself no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, you didn't respond. And I was like, okay, well, how about, uh, you know, can Rose stay over there? I was like, that's kind of inconvenient. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, Rose can stay, no problem. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so then I'm thinking, I, dude, I waited. I milked this shit until like Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday that week. So now I'm sitting there and it's running through my mind. Yeah. And now I'm in my head because I'm like, man, I got Luke next week. Yeah, yeah. Luke wrestles every weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I need to get in the zone. So then I just sit at this table that we're recording at right now and I rattled off a few promos. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, different sunglasses, different vest, yeah. you know, different shading. I was like, okay, I'll dock a few promos. First one was long and all right. Yeah. Second one was better. Third one was my best one. Mm-hmm. So it was like there was a gradual like getting back sure. in the groove. Um, but I needed that. So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. UWE, I was like, well, if I, if, I, if I can do that with promos, then maybe I can do that with wrestling. Yes. So last straw... I put Dallas and Tommy in a chat. Yeah. Because the idea was is that Brad originally wanted me to be involved with Dallas and Tommy and then be involved with you. Yeah. So then I was like, hey, can I can I can I talk to you? So I called him and I talked to him for like 30 minutes on the phone. And I just politely told him, Hey man, like I will I I've I've lost to every I've lost to Phoebe. You know what I mean? I have no problem losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a week before Luke, I don't really want to come in and just put it in put anyone over willy-nilly i just yeah. don't think it you know I, I think it hurts the next weekend which maybe is the right or wrong way to do it i know it's 40 minutes away but to me the luke match meant so much to me i wasn't going to jeopardize any buzz for that so um we had a conversation the triple threat match and i'm peeling back the fucking curtain so if you're kayfabe mm-hmm. people right now like turn the motherfucker off yeah. shut it down but shut it down if you want the kayfabe mm-hmm. um but you know we're talking about it, and, and Brad has this cool idea, and I was like, man, if, if I'm a surprise mm-hmm. and I'm not advertising, it's already three days out. I'm not going to move any more mm-hmm. tickets. 
I spent years being so hated in that town. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to pop for me. I don't know if they're going to cheer for me. I don't know if they're going to be excited to see me. Yeah. I was like, but if I'm a surprise, at least I'll be different and it'll feel big. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I put, you know, Tommy and, you know, Coco in the chat mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm 90% in on this. What mm-hmm. do you guys think?" They were both super excited about it. Um, so then I finally messaged Brad. I was like, "All right, I'm in." And then my creative juices got 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 flowing. And I got in the chat, and then I was throwing ideas, and everyone loved them. And then Tommy and I started messaging on the side. Because, you know, Coco's great, but he is, he is, he's young and new. Mm-hmm. So I figured that, you know, Tommy and I would do most of the putting the match together mm-hmm. and plug his stuff in there. And, uh, you know, it was his big night, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But another really big selling factor for that match for me was Tommy is, you know, one of my greatest rivals ever. Yeah. You know, matched the year with him, BPW, WFC, UW, wrestled everywhere. Yeah. And... Coco is the only guy yeah. that I would probably ever put a stamp on and say, yeah, I got this guy in the business. Right. Because right. A, I found him. Mm-hmm. I took him to his first event. I got him his first training session. I introduced right. him. I taught him the ins and outs of the business. You know what I mean? So like, you know, although I didn't hand-on-hand train him, that was, that was JD. Sure. Jeremy trained him. But, you know, I I've taught him a lot of the business side of wrestling. Right. And um, I was like, man, how poetic. I get to get in there with my, you know, greatest rival. I guess get in there and mix it up with Dallas. I know what next weekend's bringing. Um, so yes. this, this would be nice to do, you know? So then I throw some cool things in there. Next thing I know, my creative juices are flowing. I like a few of the things. Yep. And um, we got the match plan. So then we get there, walking through it, had, good, had a good time, you know, come over to your house, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And then it did take me a minute to kind of get in the zone, mm-hmm. you know? Because I usually... I get there and I, you know, I got my routine and I feel pretty good. And then I got, I usually get the match down pat. Yeah. And for some reason that one, some things just weren't sticking and it just felt weird. I, I was way more excited to get it over with than I was sure, to, sure. to go out there and enjoy it. <clears throat> and I wasn't like thinking about, you know, performing. I was more thinking of like, I'm ready to go home mm-hmm. and which was all red flags for me. Yeah. And so I, I, it became a point to where I just went over on the other side of the gym by myself and just geared up five matches ahead of time and just yeah, yeah. walk back and forth and just thinking and running through things in my head. Sure. And, um, you know, like I never psych myself out about promos, but I haven't cut a live promo in the ring in months. Yeah. So um, all I know is I walked through the curtain, my music hit, walked through the cur- curtain, um, smattering of applause maybe. They kind of half knew I, half knew who I was, half didn't. Right. And then I hit a Christian the peep show with the hand yeah um like the uh, for people that don't know what i'm talking about it's the we put the hand up like a visor in his forehead. Right, right. and i kind of just looked up in the crowd and then i saw people kind of start to rise yeah yeah i was like okay so they remember so then i walked around the ring i was like i'm gonna get a few a few more buzz uh mm-hmm. a little more buzz going on and i rounded the corner and i was like it's been a long time and like fans like oh shit i know who that is i know yeah, who that yeah, is yeah, yeah. and they started kind of rising then i heard a couple of you know couple of the um, 30, 40-year-old male fans in the fan were like, oh, this is badass. They were getting into it. Yeah. So then I get in the ring, get the mic. I, it was one of those moments where Tommy and I, and I know I'm walking everybody like a fucking dog through a park right here, but um, it was one of those things where Tommy and I just had that chemistry mm-hmm. to where he didn't have to tell me to take the mic. Yeah, yeah. But he knew I was taking the mic, right. and I knew I was going to take the mic. So he walked in. As soon as I got in the ring, he's like, "Let me, t- Alex, let me tell you. And I grabbed the mic and hit that little pause, and the fans rose because yeah, they yeah. were like, oh, we do not like Tommy. So the fact yeah. that even though I don't remember this motherfucker, the yeah. fact that he just shut him up, right, we're going right, to cheer right. his ass. So then I got them on my side and hit him with a you know a great line, glimmer in your daddy's eye. Yeah. And uh, the only line that I did not hit 
that I thought of on the way out to the ring. I was like, oh, it's Halloween time. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're passing out title shots like candy. Well, I'm just yeah, here yeah. to tell you trick or treat. Right, you know, that's right. what I that's what I wanted to that's say. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And um, you're passing out title shots like candy. I'm just here to say trick or treat. Right. And you know, I didn't. I missed that. But um, promo was good. I brought out Coco. Um, he got a great. He got a great pop. Yeah. You know, I said there might be a guy. You know, you might have heard of him. His name's Coco. Mm-hmm. He comes out. Great pop. Triple threat. Okay. So one of my favorite triple threat openings of all time is Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus John Cena because the whole buildup is like how it's going to be two on one the whole time. Right, right, right. And Shawn immediately super kicked Triple H to open the match. Right. Like, Fuck that. I'm here for the belt. Fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> so in my head, it's like okay, now that I'm super baby. And Coco's the baby. Mm-hmm. We need to get the biggest pop possible for Coco. He's the mm-hmm. one going up tonight. So super kick him off the bat. So then the fans immediately think, oh, Alex and Tommy. Yeah. And then if I double swerve it and Tommy goes shake my hand and I give him a smack instead. Right. You know, then, you know, you get, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's off to the races. Tommy and I, you know, run Every a little quick spot, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Felt good. Yeah. Everything felt great. Um, match was all right. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think it was anything to write home about, but it was everything... I needed to lay some punches in. I needed to throw some bicycle kicks. I needed mm-hmm. to hit some super kicks. I needed to hop the ropes, bump a little bit. Yeah. And I left that match feeling way better yes. about the match coming up. So here's the thing. Like, I, I even told you that yeah. I could tell very much so. Which you didn't tell me until after the match. No, no, I, I would never do that. But, what did uh, I say after the match? I would, never, uh, I would never tell you before the match, like, God damn, you're not into this. Like, that would be the most psych out thing. That's not what I'm here for. But uh, yeah. you very much did not feel like you were into wrestling. And, and that was, I simply picked up on that because, like, you have this big match with Luke coming up. And I didn't see any promos. I don't remember seeing any clips, and I'm not plugged in. Like, I'm not at WFC yeah. shows, but I'm like, where's, like, I, I, I keep thinking about, oh, the match is coming. When is it? And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's like next week. And I'm like, why don't I remember seeing any, like, Alex and Luke face off clips since our little, like, where I moderated y'all's promo together? Like, I was yeah, like, the, there's the nothing that really happened. Contract signing. Yeah, nothing had happened. And, uh, I was like, damn, Alex feels unplugged from this. Like, that's really how it feels. But here's the thing, guys. Like, if you are trying to accomplish something, if you're trying to put yourself in a certain headspace, if you're trying to, I don't know, become a full-time uh, personal trainer, you can't spend 50 hours a week at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. So if you really, truly are trying to, like, I know the whole, like, oh, don't get hurt. Yeah, that would suck if you got hurt right before Luke. Yes, but... If you want to give Luke a better time, a better match, and you want to put yeah. yourself in a mental place, you got to get in the fucking ring. So I think yeah. it was absolutely a good idea to come and do a match at you know at UWE, regardless of showdown or whatever, and and get get your head right back in the space where it needed to be. So you you did yeah. good on that. I it think. got it got me in the space. I felt good. Um, I was happy to do it. Um, I called Luke on the way home. Mm-hmm. I was I was really excited. Um, we we planned out. Yeah, yeah. You know, him coming down early, and we made. We made a whole thing of it, sure. um, it for important. the week up. Yeah. So anyway, so the, now the week set in. And I didn't realize, I really didn't realize how much weight mm-hmm. that that match was putting on me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know, sure. I know I'm, I'm mentally kind of fatigued. Mm-hmm. And I know that, and it's, it's to no fault of its own. It's just, and the best way I've described it to everyone is like, if I'm not loving wrestling, mm-hmm. Then I'm half in, and yeah. if I'm half in, then I'm gonna get hurt or I'm gonna hurt somebody. Sure, you know, yeah. and it, it, it's it's not fair to like take all the good things that I ever did 
as Alex Royal and mm-hmm. water them down now. Yeah, yeah, with a half ass. Yeah, with a half ass performance. I agree. Or, you know, and, and I just I had a hard time just getting jacked up. Yeah, and uh, I didn't realize how much you know weight and pressure that you know this Luke match was having because sure. I knew, even though I wasn't motivated, I knew we had to deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know Luke's gonna deliver. So it's like it's all about me. Like, mm-hmm. can I deliver? Yeah, carry your you weight. Like, yeah. can I? You know, can can I be? Can I be the guy that he's expecting me to be in that ring? You right. know, because I know I have, I'm capable of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of getting in that space to do it. Right. So that was one of the main reasons that drove me to like you know to going back to the last podcast we talked about running the five k. One of my biggest driving forces for putting on the shoes and going running was facing Luke. Sure, sure. Because I was like, man, like this is like a double whammy. Yeah. I'm gonna do this anyway. It's kind of it's nice outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get my arms tanned. So mm-hmm. I'm like running a tank top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fucking, I got yeah. Luke coming. So if I can run a mile, some more endurance. Yeah. If I can run a mile, like you know, and and have a conversation. Yeah, sure. You know, I can I can do the match. So, you know, anyway. I'll get the negatives out of the way first before mm-hmm. I dive into the match because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. the ultimate self critic. We need to build, and, and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to fucking. I don't want to mm-hmm. nitpick this to death like I did the JD match because I, I look back on the JD mm-hmm. match. I'm very happy with what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the show we did it on. Sure. But I I nitpick my performance so much. Mm-hmm. So I will say this much about the match with Luke is I am very very happy with it. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of. Really cool callbacks in that match. We'll mm-hmm. go through in a second. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities to some of my other matches. Um, that just things have happened by happenstance, location. Yeah. Um, very happy. Luke is the ultimate professional and truly is the best. I, I fully, I fully believe is the best I've ever been in the ring with. Absolutely. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I don't, I don't want to nitpick it too much. But you know, I could have been, I could have been in better shape for this match, and that would, that would come from. Being in the right headspace and being motivated. Sure. You know, it's like maybe maybe I was six months too late. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and who am I to fucking put this off like it's nobody's fault but my own, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Like it's not right. It's it's nobody's fault but my own because when I look at it, I'm like, man, my arms used to be bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe I was a little bit more trim two months ago. Or my wind could have been I don't feel like I got blown in the match, but I no, feel like you didn't. I, I don't feel like I got blown, but I'm like, I know I could have been breathing better if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you when you get into matches that take you into deep water, and I've been fortunate enough to have some of those matches, JD, mm-hmm. you, Graham, Luke, you know, some of those matches with guys that will drag you into deep water a little bit yeah. and you gotta perform 25, 30 minutes in. A lot of the guys that listen to this podcast have never had to do that. Sure. You know, and if you have done it, it's been those Not matches. Not legitimately. Yeah, it, it, if you have done it, it's been those matches that you're just fighting on the outside. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you're hitting each other with pans and stuff. Like, it, 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 it's different. A real 25 minute Now, match. anybody yeah. watching that match will probably look at my performance and say, oh, he's selling. Because I was selling my fucking ass off. Sure. But I look at that and I think, man, even though I wasn't blown and I was there for everything he wanted, I was even ahead a little bit on some of the stuff he mm-hmm. wanted. I could have been breathing better. Yeah. You know, again, and that's just me being an ultimate, you know, perfectionist and a nitpick and everything. So now that I got that out of the way, mm-hmm. and that only gets better with reps, and yeah. the reps only gets better for me being mentally excited and putting wrestling first and foremost, yeah, yeah. going to the UW events, getting in the ring, you know, taking the bookings that are offered. MPX offered me a great deal yeah. to come wrestle three shows in a row, yeah. you know, with, with good pay. Right. And, you know, I, and I just could not do it for the sake of, yeah. All I could focus on was Luke. Yeah. It was the only thing driving me to wrestle. Right. And maybe that's shitty as the WFC champion to only have one singular goal in mind. Yeah. Because there's been champions in that company that have been stripped of a belt for less. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 
all I ever wanted to do in pro wrestling was be the WFC champion. Yeah. That's all I ever wanted. Like my my only goal was ever to win the championship. Right. And when I won it, you know, I held it for over a year mm-hmm. and I'm I'm happy and I'm proud and you know, it, it's everything I've I ever wanted and more. But in the last three or four months, in better headspace and more into wrestling, I probably could have delivered a little bit more. Now that I got all that negative shit out of the way, very, very, very pleased with the Luke match. I know Luke's pleased mm-hmm. with it, and mm-hmm. like I told Luke after the match, and you know, I'm I'm peeling back layers here, so yeah. you know, like, and, and I, I don't think Luke cares that I, I say things like this, but nah. you know, we were outside talking, and I was like, man, I'll be honest with you. I know that's not the best match you've ever had, mm-hmm. but that might be the best match I've ever had. Yeah. And Luke looked at me and was like, that means a lot to me. Like he was like, he really appreciated that. I could easily say the and, same thing. Yeah. And that that's how I felt. And like, you know, maybe like meaningful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it I think it was the best wrestling match I've ever had. Mm-hmm. As far as story, I think you and I might have had a better like, you know, storytelling match. I mean we had but but like yeah, I agree. We did. No, well, yeah. I mean storytelling match. I just mean storytelling from promos and everything. But like well, yeah, I mean, But too, I, I'm but. just saying like we had more material to work with. Yeah. And we're and on a lot more personal level with each other. I so. think that's what it is. I think I think I think we're just on a more personal level, so it felt a little more personal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as like a wrestling standpoint, sure. I was proud of the way we did the match because it was it was it was so fifty fifty man mm-hmm. like every the way we built the match was fifty fifty yeah like the way like you know if Luke had an there was no idea shut down yeah it was it was it was constant communication yeah yeah hey what do you think of this I like this hey what do you think of this our <laughs> opening sequence dude we started at we set such a high pace mm-hmm. at the start of the match that's what we wanted because the, the psychology in that is the psychology in that is if I'm sitting here in promo saying Luke is the best wrestler. Around and I'm yeah. acknowledging that. Why the fuck would I try to out wrestle him? Yeah, you know why would I do that? Yeah, it's a no DQ match. Why wouldn't I just grab a chair and try to kick his ass? Yeah, which is what I did. You made it's a lot like, of good decisions. It's like you know psychology wise, it's like you know he's he's the best around. So why why would I even fuck with that? Yeah, I'm not gonna go play with fire and not try to get burnt. You know I what I mean? I told like, Luke after the match one of the things I said to him was how pleased I was with the time of y'all's match because um, Luke and John Cross are gonna go 50 minutes. I mean yeah. that's that's should we have? I don't know. But um, people seem to be very entertained by it and enjoy that match. So that made sense to me. That's two guys yeah. that would go 50 minutes. Never in a million years would I expect Alex Royal to go out there and try to have a 50-minute match. like that. He would be winning before that. He would want yeah. to win way before that. The, uh, back in the day, um, this is a little different scenario, but Ring of Honor had a series of matches with Samoa Joe and CM Punk. They had these amazing five-star fucking matches that people still talk about today. It was a trilogy. The first one was uh, like an hour time limit. I think the second one was an hour time limit. And then, so match three is coming. What do you expect, right? Because they say, no time limit tonight. So what are we expecting? This is going to be a 90-minute match. What? They, they go 20 minutes. And it shocks everyone. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So I was very happily surprised when y'all went balls to the wall and you know you 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 left nothing you know you left no fucking yeah. stones unturned you went nonstop 20 miles a minute we didn't need a headlock we didn't need a bunch of bullshit and uh and you took it home in 25 minutes like that that's fucking dope yeah. i loved it yeah and we and we and that was by design like we knew yeah, absolutely. We, we knew we that's knew, what he said yeah yeah we knew it was going to be done early quick mm-hmm. we weren't cramming shit in the match mm-hmm. we added little things we wanted little storytelling moments yeah. there was a lot of callbacks in that match sure. there's was, there was a shit ton of of little callbacks to 
to different points in our career and different matches. Yeah. Let's just talk about the gear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Luke wore this is cool. Mm-hmm. Luke wore his white gear, which he wore against you in yeah. the main event of OKX One. Right. I wore my green and red gear mm-hmm. and black, which I wore only one time against JD in the main event of OKX Two. Right. Right. The two main events Very cool. winners yeah, yeah. go head to head. In the only in their, look they've ever wore in the main event of, of gear, the event. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so I thought I got a couple cool little notes. That was cool. Here. I like that. So I, that's, I liked it a lot. That's a cool little you know thing that wasn't even planned. Um, Wagner. Here's just a few notable facts of Wagner. Yeah, yeah. JD's last match is in Wagner. Right. OKX two is in Wagner. Mm-hmm. My first one on one with Tim. Really, my only one on one with Tim was in right. Wagner. John versus Luke two. Wagner. Mine and Jeremy's first time ever getting in a professional wrestling ring mm-hmm. and moving around and actually like working. Mm-hmm. Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, the gear thing we talked about, and then um, here's the thing for you: the uh, how how oddly similar and oddly different this is. Mm-hmm. In my match with you, we had a table plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, you told me yeah. that you didn't think the table was gonna break because it's too fucking stiff. Make right. sure I jump real high. Right. I told you to break, no problem. Yeah, I jumped, it didn't break. I bounced in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. This match, yes. Luke and I pull the table out, right. get on on the outside. I say, let's put it on this concrete because if we stand it on this grass. It's going to give, and it's going to give yeah. us a false sense of if it's actually going to break. Right. So he moves over the concrete, get on there. We walk around on it. He's like, I think you're way too worried about this. He goes, yeah. you're more worried about it than I am. All right, cool. Let's go do it. Yeah. What's your plan B just in case? Then we come up with the plan B. So then we get up there, sure as shit, go to post in the Brain Buster, breaks on our feet. Table breaks. You know what I mean? So it's like complete opposite ends of the spectrum, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it would happen in my match. Sure. Um, I don't think it, you can we, – we texted about this briefly, yeah. but like – so that's the only that's the only visual visual fuck up of y'all's whole match is not really a fuck. It is a fuck up, but I, it's hard to call something like that a botch. It was for or, me is an organic fuck up because it's like if a piece of furniture breaks. I mean, and I texted you about this. We saw that happen to The Rock. We saw it happen to Kurt Angle. Yeah, like we've seen it on major stages in matches that people still absolutely fucking love. It's to me. It's just like like if you get in a fight in a goddamn bar, and two of you jump up on the bar and start punching, and you slip in a broken bottle of whiskey. Like yeah. that's just fucking natural shit. So you two got on a table. Yes, I wish you would have gotten your beautiful brainbuster through a table moment. Yeah, it's one of my favorite yeah, spots yeah. you've ever done. I get that, but also the like wrestling gods were protecting my first spot. It did not take me out of it that y'all stood on a table and the table just cracked and, and you both just kind of landed on the floor on yeah. your feet, more or less, whatever. Like, it, it didn't take me out of it at all. Yeah. Um, so, so there you go. Like, it, the, well, the, good. it didn't that, bother That's me. good. You know, so, you know, let's break it down from entrance to yeah, entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entrance was cool. Um, Scott Bromley wasn't there, so mm-hmm. I don't know if the correct version of my music actually got played. Mm-hmm. I know he and I had spitballed a few different mm-hmm. um, um, versions of music, and uh, one of them was the drumline with yeah. Loki. Yeah. Uh, originally, I was for everyone listening. Originally, I was going to do a Loki themed entrance. Mm-hmm. I, I literally had the horns in the back. Right. Um, I had, had some wrist cufflets. I was going to do Loki. I wanted the full speech of Neil. Mm-hmm. They said in, in Avengers One, I wanted that full speech, and then I wanted it to hit the showcases here, and I came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted the drum line because I was wearing the My Chemical Romance drummer's vest, uh-huh. um, which I had custom made. So then um, Scott said it was too long. So I said, okay, cut the drum line. Cut the Loki. Let's just do the Christopher Walken lion speech because mm-hmm. I did that against Sam. Mm-hmm. I did it against Sam the show before or the uh, the year before the year at the main before. event, yeah. and 
there wasn't there wasn't a ton of people there. Mm-hmm. So it was like it's a cool callback. This match is filled with callbacks. I'll love it. I wore the same vest that I wore against you, yeah. except I had it bedazzled up a little bit more. Shoulders, back patch. Um, so there's a lot of little callbacks on my entrance. So I was fully expecting that. Mm-hmm. And then Scott told me he was gonna add the um, STF music in the city riff that burn burn wow. Oh yeah, yeah. He said it was gonna be Lion Speech, then STF riff mm-hmm. right into the showcase here. So that's what I was expecting. Mm. So, but he wasn't there. So you know, yeah, yeah. You, you're dealt. You I know, don't. I don't even know what played for you because I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear it. It, it was wasn't pretty, loud enough yeah, for me to hear it. It was pretty jumbled, and and, and it's because it was overlaid. It was uh, a yeah, yeah. so so the drum line didn't get taken out. Okay. The Christopher Walken speech got yeah. laid over. I remember your brother leaning over to me and saying, "Oh, it's the drum line like from your match with him." I remember him saying that. Yeah. So I know the drum line was there. Yeah. It was. It, yeah. it, it wasn't executed great. Now, in WFC's defense, they were having multiple technical difficulties sure, sure, throughout sure. the whole show. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but Scott wasn't there, and Scott is the Scott's the brains behind yeah, all yeah, that. So sure. maybe I don't know. Maybe the wrong file got played. Whatever. It did not take me out of it. I was just like, oh well. No, no. That, the STF riff was meant to pop Jeremy, um, and I thought it'd be a cool little callback. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, entrance happened. I walk out. I felt good. Um, walked around the ring. Felt you know. I felt I felt great. Mm-hmm. I got in the ring. Hit the pose. Luke and I are face to face. The minute I get in the ring, I look over at the corner that mm-hmm. the power bomb's coming out of, mm-hmm. and I saw that the top turnbuckle pad was untied and dangling off. <laughs> so I lean in Beeler's ear and I go, "Grab my belt and go tie that turnbuckle pad." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he walks to, to the one behind me, and I go, "No, that one." <laughs> and he walks to the other side, and then Tuck's announcing me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I looked over at Luke, and I was like, "I was like, watch this Conor McGregor pose I'm about to do." And I did the whole kiss the hands, open yeah, yeah, hands yeah. up, and. Uh, Luke was kind of like I don't know if he's laughing or if he was like in character laughing, but he was, yeah, kind, of, yeah, he was yeah. kind of chuckling. But um, so then we do the deal. So then the idea was, all right, we're gonna tease like we're gonna wrestle, and then yeah. I'm gonna do the Kevin Owens Goldberg bounce yeah, out of the yeah, ring. Yeah. Um, and you know I'm probably gonna spend the next 15 minutes talking about this. So oh. whoever, yeah, so whoever's fucking God damn it, yeah, that's what we're here if, for. If, if you're in, you're in. So if you want to hop in, John, just hop in at any point. Okay. But um, so yeah, so we circle, get out of the ring. Um, really bring it down. So my mm-hmm. vision for this match was very much roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to start it real slow, take it real high, take it real low, take it real high. And a lot of a lot of little things I did in the match was designed to telegraph that to the fans. Mm-hmm. So Luke, if you look at him, you know he's going to work an incredible pace. Mm-hmm. Luke has a reputation for someone that can go. I've never been blown in the ring to the point to where I've just sure threw in the fucking towel. Yeah, I've yeah. never had to grab a wrestle. The only wrestle right. in this match was by design to run a fucking hope. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, the idea was let's start fucking hot. Let's yeah. just start, let's just wicked hot. Up until a week before, I was supposed to slide in and throw a bicycle kick. Ah, okay. There was no chair. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to slide in and throw a bicycle kick. Yeah. There was supposed to be a, a draw distraction. Mm-hmm. Derek kicks the chair in the ring. I catch it. It was, it was, it was gonna be a lot more um, smoke yeah, yeah, and mirrors yeah, 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 to, for, yeah, me yeah. To, for me to get the chair. You made the right call, but um, you did. I agree. And Luke and I had the same thought process because he called. He's like, "If it's a no DQ, why isn't the cartels kicking the fuck out of me mm-hmm. from Jump Street?" He's yeah. like, "Why? If they're out there with you, why aren't they getting involved?" So then I was like, "Okay, well, you know, I'll just come in, swing the chair, whatever." So um, walk around, boom. Rhett draws the distraction. I had three chairs planted, mm-hmm. um, and this is the rabbit in the hat, motherfuckers. So be paying attention. So then three chairs planted. Why? Because there's a kill shot coming later on in the night. <clears throat> yeah. So I pull the chair, slide in, swing, duck, hit it, bam, place it exactly where I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke grabs the hyper beam. Bam, spinning back elbow, pop, hit the ropes, follow. He does that shadow, Pater. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but when I caught him, mm-hmm. I looked at him in the eyes and hope the roaming cam gets it. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I go, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So it was just a little something because I, 
I came into this match with the goal of I wanted to be vocal mm-hmm. um, and say things because mm-hmm. I really like that and like your matches and I like how like yeah yeah you know it, it just it just brings you in a little bit more. It does. So, yeah, it does. So um, when I grabbed him I, and we planned this, so hey, when I sell it, I want I want to pause. Like I hold you there before I dump you, and I yeah. look at you and I say, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Um, and I forget what fucking movie that's off of, but you know it's off a of movie. And um, so anyway, do the deal. Um, T-bone him to the outside. Mm-hmm. Hop, apron, super kick. Looks too fast. So I mm-hmm. kick air, drop kick, send me to the ground. Big dive. Yeah. Well, that should end a sequence, usually. Mm-hmm. But no, we wanted to fucking do more. So roll me in, hit the big asteroid elbow, which I watched back, and he got fucking massive mm-hmm. air on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nuts. Stiffest move I've ever taken from him. Softest move I've ever taken from yeah, him. Yeah, I, I almost like almost blacked out Really? at OKX1. Oh, god damn. It oh. felt... Literally, like an asteroid from hell had fallen on my goddamn face. That was the most painful. We've talked about that on here. I mean, it's ages ago, but yeah. that that move brutalized me. Not his fault. He yeah. just it just got me perfect. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked beautiful. He got tons of air. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I've taken always I've taken it yeah. twice from him, and I've never fucked me up. Thankfully, Lovely. but uh, got me. Boom, sell up. He doesn't like you me. know hyperbeam again. Mm-hmm. You know, you do the pass by. He has yeah. the ropes. You know, so the opening spot was basically a collaboration we've had for months. Yeah, um, executed great. So then, now it's the point where, you know, charge in, throw the boots up. He wanted to do the toss off the ropes. Yeah. So when I caught the boots, I threw them, bounced off the ropes. I threw them, said, nope. Yeah. And then it bounced off, it hit, kicked me in the face, sent me in the middle of the ring. Bam. Draw the distraction, hit the chair. The chair shot was a direct callback to you and I. Yeah. It was also a direct callback to you and Luke from OKX1. Yep. Um, Luke. I got it. Luke was asking me about the chair shot, like, mm-hmm. about throwing it. He was like, Is he, make sure you don't throw it sideways. Make sure you, and I said, I said, dude, I'm so yeah, close yeah, to you. Yeah. I'm going to throw it just level. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have nothing to worry about. And he's like, all right, he's like, I just don't want to get, you know, smoked sideways or, you know, if you time it wrong, it can go in the crowd. Frisbee it. And, uh, and I told him, I said, dude, John and I were in the crowd and I was at least 10 feet away from him when I yeah, threw that yeah, chair yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was a fucking launch. Yeah. So, like, it was full trust. It was very good. So, um, so anyway, the chair spot was cool. I heard you in the background on the clip I watched. Of course. It, it popped you. Yeah. And then, uh, I actually, I, I'm very, I never know. Well, it depends. It depends on who's in the ring, I guess. But I'm, I watch matches a lot, especially if people ask me. But, I never know if I'm going to be vocal or not. And I didn't necessarily go to watch y'all to be vocal. I went to watch and respect whatever you're doing and then let you know how I felt about it afterwards. Yeah. But I very much got into it. And, and and at this point, by the time the chair shot had happened, I was screaming yeah. and clapping and uh, doing this is awesome chants with everyone and all that shit. So like I was, I was fully invested just as a fan at this point by the chair shot. I love... As you can tell from like my match at OKX and a lot of my matches at Barrett, it was in the Barrett Brown match too. I love the fucking throw a chair spot. God mm-hmm. damn, it gets me every time. Yeah. So y'all got me for sure. Crazy, crazy thing is at this point we're three minutes into the match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, this is not, and we're working a wicked pace. Which in Luke's word that he likes to use is we were cooking. Yeah, that's his go-to. Yeah, like, yeah, we were cooking, cooking. Yeah, um, sure. So that's what he. That's, I texted him. I said we worked pretty fast pace. He goes, one would say we were cooking. We were cooking. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Um, so my my goal was a be vocal b mm-hmm. bump my ass off for absolute everything right. no leave no bump unturned it's like you know yeah. if if I could bump it and I can make it look good yeah 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 then yeah. I'm gonna fucking this do is my, the match to do I'm it, gonna yeah. do my damnedest to bump this motherfucker because you're both throwing um, finishers you know, or no you know what I mean yeah we're throwing bombs you're dude. trying to so, you're trying to end it yeah so up until the night before mm-hmm. I was supposed to hit the chair pick him up fall from grace uh-huh. that was in the that was penciled in that was studied yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the plan. 
And then I was like, hey, JD's going to be there. What do you think if I hit a TKO right here? Mm-hmm. He and, and Luke, without hesitation, was like, I think it's fucking great. He's like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, you want it from the right side or the left side? He's like, I don't give a shit. I was like, yeah. okay. So it's easy for me, left side. So I got the big fucking twist, torpedo, great bump. Mm-hmm. He took the belly bump that immediately ricocheted him back on his back. It was yeah. sick. I did the big, you know, deep double leg cover. <clears throat> one, two, bam. I wanted to feel big. Yeah. So um, as soon as I did that, now this next part was one of my favorite parts of the match. When I stood up, I mm-hmm. went to kick him, and I purposely stopped, mm-hmm. and then purposely took a labor breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I purposely did a... <gasps> yeah, yeah. Purposely took two labor breaths, and the, the, the psychology of that was me to tell Luke... I'm basically telling Luke, mm-hmm. it's my fucking pace. Yeah, it's your pace. It's not your pace. Yeah, you're I'm not working your fucking pace. I'm working my pace. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, so, bam, kick him. Uh-uh. Breathe. Throw him out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, throw him out of the ring. Worked outside, obviously, basic shit. Eventually got him back in. Here was a cool spot we wanted to do. The uh, Welcome Chicago mm-hmm. into the Rana reversal. Yeah. Um, into the corner, charge in, he moves. Hit the tricycle, which is the three yeah, bicycle yeah, kicks yeah. in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Very happy with all that. Yep. Um, great. The, that, that, the first bicycle kick I rolled, I don't know if my timing or my distance was just perfect, but that's the best one I think I've ever mm. thrown. Um, after the match, Luke was like, yeah, first one was a little stiff, but uh, then, you know, something like that. But uh, he got me back, though. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sure. But... Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, I did the whole Michael Berry cigarette out on the ass. I don't know yeah, if you've yeah. seen that. Yeah. yeah. Most people I've asked if they've seen it, they said no. But I, saw it. I did the smoke, put it on the ass mm-hmm. cheek. Sorry about your back. Flip yeah. them. Do the deal. Um, eventually, we get, you know, we, we, we're going at this point. Mm-hmm. We got some cool shit. We did the, you know, sidestep. He goes for the hyper beam. Mm-hmm. Catch, him in the, catch him in the buckle bomb. Right. It's the snapdragon backbreaker, which was fun. The idea was Luke was going for the hyper beam every single second he yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in my mind, it's like, okay... I want to give them the hyper beam early. So we, for the longest time, we had a different sequence plan. But I was like, let's give them the hyper beam. Because yeah. if, if we give it to them, there's no way they think it's not going to finish me. And then when it doesn't, it's like, oh, well, this is another fuck job. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, eventually we get to the match, boom, uh, to the part where we hit the strike combo, hits the hyper beam, Derek rolls me out. Yeah. Before that, we do the spinning back elbow that I did in the very open, mm-hmm. which is my second favorite part of the match. Yeah. He ducks the spinning back elbow, and we have a moment that I hope the roaming cam gets to where we look each other in the eyes, and I shake my head no, yeah. because he fucking caught me. Yeah. And he hits the Saito, sending me to the outside. Super Saito, scrape the eyes, go up top. Now, this is a cool spot. Yeah. Um, yep. I and for anyone that hasn't watched, hopefully subscribe to WFC IWTV. Hopefully it's up in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well worth the, you know, Seven sure. eight dollars, whatever yeah, they yeah. pay a month, Agreed. they charge you a month. So, um, the whole WFC library is on there basically. So uh, we go up top. We're doing the which we planned this from the get go. We're doing the top rope rana spot. Mm-hmm. Luke has been teeing up the top rope rana for right. months on other people. Right, right, right. Um, and we wanted the whole, we wanted the full experience of the rana, not just the you jump up and I just catch you before yeah. you fall back. Yeah, yeah. Anyone can do that and go into a sure, power bomb. Sure, sure. We wanted the whole you extend, yeah. but I hang on. And then I pull you up. Now, the plan B, because we practiced it and it pulled me off a couple times, mm-hmm. was I would just put a foot on the ground and I'd just do a big run out, walk out powerbomb. Yeah. Which would have been equally as cool. Um, but in that moment, he went down. Yeah. And the way the WFC ropes were set up is the middle rope was tightened um, more or less, I can't remember, more or less than the top rope mm-hmm. to where they were uneven. So the middle rope was setting back about yeah, two yeah, inches. Yeah. Yeah. And the top rope was setting ahead two inches. So where I was sitting, I, my ass had to be so far back mm-hmm. on the turnbuckle so I can get stability. Yeah. So his weight didn't pull me off. Yeah. That my feet were supported by just my heels. Right. So when he fully extended and I went to pull him up, 
not only are we both sweaty, I have a hard time getting my footing to get him up, that when I got him about three quarters of the way, my feet started to go, so then you, I'm faced with the decision of, well, does this become a full-on fucking botch? Well, you made a, so, yeah, and, I, and before you even get into the, the what happened was, was like, you have all those reasons that probably make a lot of sense to wrestlers and stuff about, like, the ropes being fucked up, and WFC notoriously does not have the greatest ropes by any fucking stretch of the imagination. So, like, Luke and I were terrified of the the the, the inverted brain buster and shit we did off the top rope. We, we, we did the Super Saito. Like, yeah. all that shit was very sketchy in the WFC ring, and we got lucky. But, like, here's the other just simple, simplistic fucking fact about what you guys were attempting. This shit's just hard. Like, it's hard to catch a grown-ass man... When you're like just balancing on a fucking rope, even if it's in the perfect situation, yeah. like it's just a tough thing to do. So that's another thing. Like when people give people shit and they're like, oh, what a botch. Look, they fucked that up and y'all didn't. So that's not what's happening to y'all. But I'm saying when that does happen to people yeah. and they do fuck shit up, I don't know. I, I just, this shit's hard, man. It's hard to catch a grown ass man jumping by his legs. Flipping backwards, stop his momentum. He's a he's a 180, 190 pound man, um, and you're sitting on a fucking turnbuckle that's droopy, and you have to catch him, stop him, lift him back up, and do a power bomb. And anyway, what happened was you you had a fucking split second decision to make, yeah. and it was either you know botchamania, you hang on to him probably, and he pulls you off, and then you maybe you hopefully recover well enough to go into your uh, you're just like running powerbomb or something or whatever, just a, a normal powerbomb. But you made the decision to just leave the turnbuckle with him and go for the powerbomb. The yeah. full sit-out, which was very, very well done. So, yeah, he wasn't all the way back up in the air. Yeah, None of that fucking mattered. He was up high enough to where it was safe, and you fucking flew off Bubba Dudley, fucking yeah. sit-out powerbomb style. And uh, I would... I would venture to say that's my favorite part of the whole match. I, I, I don't know. And it's really because I'm taking into effect the difficulty level and the split-second decision-making of you probably you – you may not even know what all went through your head. I don't know. But, like, I feel like in that situation, a thousand things go through your head like, ooh, this is fucked up. This is yeah. not working right. He's not up where he needs to be. And then you, you basically flip a coin. I either yeah. leave this turnbuckle with him and I sit out and we go for a powerbomb and it's all safe, or I just hang on to him because I don't want to kill him and we kind of just stumble to the mat and we do a, a, we, we cover it up hopefully with a decent yeah. powerbomb. You know, and then the other option is you just it totally fucks up and he takes a header into the goddamn ground. Yeah. So like, my, that, my mindset was simple. It was yeah. I, I was sitting up there, feet were adjusted. If you have, if you actually watch it back, yeah. Which I'm a super nitpicker, so someone mm-hmm. on their first, someone on their first view probably won't notice. But mm-hmm. my, uh, I always wrestle, and I always have a, a extra small. It's like it's way smaller than what I normally wear. Mm-hmm. It's a tank. I cut the bottom off, mm-hmm. and I've made it where it's a part of my gear. Yeah, I put a logo on the front, whatever. So it blends in like it's one full solid piece. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like I'm wrestling in a fucking tank top. Right, right. right, um, right. In this instance. I have lost weight since OKX. Yeah, yeah. So the tank loose. top I was wearing was a little looser, Very which loose. I did not like looking back. But whatever, it you is know, what it is. What you gonna do? Little fucking things like it. it but I before the match, I told Luke, "I'm gonna take this off in the middle of the match." Mm-hmm. I meant to take it off right before that. Mm-hmm. Fucking glad I didn't, because when I got up there, 
I was like, you can see me wiping my hands on it because I'm like, I need fucking <laughs> yeah, dry yeah, hands. Yeah, it's in those fucking pleather pants, and yeah, yeah. you know, I was, I was like, man, like I don't want to sl- slip here. So you can see me like wi- I'm taking a punch to the face, but wiping my chest. Um, he it gets, goes, it, it, I mean, and that goes right along with yeah. the fact. Look at the difficulty level, and now you got to worry about. Oh yeah, we're sweaty too. Yeah, and yeah. we're in front of crowds, and our adrenaline is outrageous. That's right the now. shit you live for, though, man. That, that's those are the moments in a match like you fucking want to ride. I'm, I'm really, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right, but I'm, I'm really trying to emphasize like if fans listen to this or something like goddamn when you make fun of people when they halfway fuck something up or they do fuck something up and i do too i share botches all the time they make me laugh they're so funny i follow pages that do nothing but botches on instagram and it's so funny but i never lose sight of the fact that the shit that we're doing and i'm talking about friendly botches that don't end in like fucking breaking your neck yeah um this shit is fucking hard man that shit is fucking hard. Everything he's talking about, bouncing on a tightrope, catching a grown man, you're sweating as fuck, your adrenaline's going crazy, the fans are screaming. There's, oh, by the way, fucking, and, and this is another reason why I don't like ring lights. There's these bright-ass goddamn halogen fucking bulbs just shining in your fucking eyeballs. I don't like ring lights. I've always said that. I actually like the aesthetics of seeing the crowd, so I like just having the house lights, the room lights on. But WFC has ring lights where they turn, they, they blacken out the crowd and they just put it on the ring. And besides for the fact that I don't love that aesthetic look, I think it fucking hurts my eyes when I'm in the ring wrestling. So I'm just saying, that's another reason that was a hard spot yeah. that y'all pulled off, which all adds to the fact that it was my favorite part of the whole match. Yeah, so, and, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the execution of that was, and I remember what, what I was thinking mm-hmm. is I was in position, he did it, and as soon as he went down, I was like, I got him. Yeah, yeah. Like there was no pulling me off the rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him. Yeah. But my feet. My knees mm. are every. This is knees, knees over toes. You talk mm. about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. knees were fucking inches yeah. over my toes because of how the ropes were positioned. Right, right. So now my feet are slipping to the point to where it's no longer on the balls of my feet, mm. the bottom, the middle rope. It's fucking on my heels. Yeah, yeah. So like, if I hold on any longer, I'm gonna slip off. You're and losing I'm gonna land my feet. Yeah. So I get him up three quarters of the way. Yeah, yeah. And Luke probably could have pulled my head and went up if I would have stayed on a little longer. Sure. But the minute I felt myself going, yeah. I just jumped, extended, and you made a decision by the fucking by the grace of the right fucking yeah. wrestling gods. Yeah, yeah. We both hit the ring at the exact same time. Beautiful. Yeah. Got a monster pop. Sit out. Full sit out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it looked great. It yeah. got a it got a monster pop. Is absolutely. It was, it was, I was, it was screaming was and hollering. It, it was my favorite part of the whole match. Absolutely. Very very happy with that. Um, yeah. Table was in the corner. We we're still still teasing mm, that that's bad right, boy. That's right. Um, when was the uh, was the uh, was the you catch the uppercut spot right before that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I you need to talk about that because that was I I I mean of I course that was only yeah. to pop me, I but like, I mean not that it was only to pop me, but like it was. It was by my design. It was the only thing that I really offered to y'all. It was supposed to be a spot you and Aaron used at OKX too. Yeah, so I had a spot. At, uh, me and Luke both do the rolling uppercut. Um, he appropriated it for me, which is great. I appreciate that. Both of you take my shit. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. So um, uh, me and Luke both do this rolling uppercut when people are sitting on the top rope. And uh, at OKX2, I wanted it to be in my finishing stretch with Aaron Anders. I wanted him to be on the top rope. I go for the rolling uppercut, and as I'm in the air, he leans his head back and catches me in like a waistlock German suplex position, and my feet are just dangling in the air, and then uh, I just back elbow him. And he was not comfortable with that spot. He thought, man, it's just, we've got the match so perfect that if that's the spot where I slip off the top rope while holding you, is, it, is the reaction, wor- is the risk worth the reward? I guess that's what we're trying to go for. Is the yeah. risk worth the reward? And we decided to cut it. 
even though I actually really enjoyed the idea of it, and I was a little sad. It was one of the only things that we cut that I was sad about because yeah. um, I thought it was unique. And um, uh, anyway, you had talk, we had talked about your match with Luke, and I had mentioned that spot because Luke does that same move, and y'all did it. And it, it, I loved it. I thought it was great. It, yeah. it, you know, it, whatever. It was as good as it could have been. You, he fucking went for the uppercut. You dodged it, grabbed him in a waist lock. He hits you with the back elbow. Then y'all go into the next thing. Yeah. It was great. That's you, all you You can see where my mind was, too, when I did that. It's like yeah. I was doing that spot while thinking about the powerbomb spot. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, like, when that he goes for it, yeah, I'm kind of, like, glazed over. Like, yeah, doing yeah, it. yeah, But yeah. it's crazy that, like, I was kind of, like, half thinking about it. Yeah. And I managed to catch him and right. let him dangle. And um, he broke the hands. And I remember him saying... I remember when we planned, he's like, that's a long way up, so you got to get down if I'm hit an NZ. Sure, sure. I didn't even fucking get down very far. No. I laid down, and he got so high up, yeah, he got me. he's full shit, because he can jump. No, I saw no that problem. shin come in, and you just see me the UFC <laughs> check a kick. I go like yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all you can do. Checks the kick, fucking, it's, it, was, it was clean. And uh, so anyway, do the deal. That Yeah, that was definitely a spot from you guys. It was great. Um, Love another, it. Another random, made me another very random happy. callback yeah. spot. Um, I was really happy with... Um, we did the tease the exploder into the table. He elbows out. Mm-hmm. I run and I throw a line. He gets his pay dirt back on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt really good about that bump. Um, then we get out, which is the point to where he hits the hyperbeam on me. By design, I wanted the – and I texted him this too. I wanted the first hyper bump to be like a snap bump. Right. Like I want it to be like quick. It's almost like you, you get the sweet chin music yeah. out of like a fucking suplex turnaround super kick. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's right, not right. it's not the – yeah, so it's like the like like the the super kick. It's like mm-hmm. you're not fully tuning up the band. When Michael's fully yeah, tunes up, desperation. When yeah, he yeah, fully yeah. tunes up the band, you're getting the full effect of the super kick. Mm-hmm. If he just fucking you know spins out of a suplex, hits a quick super kick, and you both double down, mm-hmm. it's like he got it all, but he didn't really finish and finish mm-hmm. it. So that's the that's the idea. With he's tried, he's tried, he's tried. Bam, he gets it. Yeah. As soon as he gets it, Derek busts curtain. Now Derek's like, fuck that. Alex, you're champ. I get it all, but yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. not kicking out of that hybrid man. Right. So drags me out of the ring, whatever. Now it gives Luke a reason to waste all of them. Um, I fight through the crowd. I did not realize how fucking many seats were sold in that building. Yeah, it was tightly packed. I was fighting through yeah, that crowd. Yeah, it was very hard to get to, get to the back. Because they were just so tightly packed. Yeah, I was, I was like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I get to the back, and uh, this little kid that like, gets in my way, I'm like, will you move? Yeah. Like, get away from me. Um, so then we get out in the crowd, whatever, clear the table off. Yeah, he's talking on. about the back of the crowd, not the like backstage area. Yeah, yeah not backstage. The, the, like in the crowd yeah, by the concession we're, stand. We're, we're in the fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. We're in, in the, the jungle. You're in the shit for sure. And then uh, you know we we get out there. So the cool spot is you know Luke gets to waste them. Mm-hmm. Um, then I cut him off, mm-hmm. and then I set him in the chair. This is another thing we planned last minute. Luke's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to just throw you on the table, so yeah. I want to flatline on you. I was like, man, it'd be really sweet if the roaming cam gets it because mm-hmm. I know the hard cam won't get it. The roaming cam gets it. It'd be cool if I pop John with his Olay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then as I throw the bicycle, you catch me mid kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like almost one full motion kick right into the fucking flatline. Right, right, right. And um, so that's why, hey John, here's your here's your Olay. That was and great. as yeah, soon yeah. as I, he caught me, I go Olay, Olay, oh shit, bam, yeah, yeah, hit yeah. my face in the chair. Um, all O. I thought that was cool. Oh, 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 shit. Yeah. Um, eat it, bam. Throw me in the ring or throw me on the fucking on table. The table. Yeah. Yeah. Lay me down. Whatever. Now, now I'm getting in position. Knees on the table. Um, fucking doing the deal, waiting on him to get up there. Yeah. Bam. Low blow. I think I might have actually low blowed him. Mm. I don't think I've fucking worked that. That's and good. I remember yeah. hitting him, thinking I thought I might have hit him nuts. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, snatched him up, and if you watch the the feedback mm-hmm. when I step forward, you can see the brace bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, and I thought I felt it, but then I was like. Okay, I mean, wait, you're on the table. What are you going to do? I say, we're already here. So then I push and we go. But when I push, we fall. But yeah. Luke still fucking yeah. eats a buster. I haven't seen he it. He just yeah. eats it through the first quarter of the table. Yeah. So it's like the first quarter breaks, the middle breaks. Yeah, it yeah. was ugly. 
Yeah, it, was, it wasn't what you intended. I was laying there, and they're like, oh, they kind of went down. And I looked at Luke, and I go, do you want to bust her through the chairs? Mm-hmm. And he, he's laying there, and he goes, he goes, no, it's all right. Yeah, how are you told me this? He goes, no, it's all right. Yeah. And I go, uh, and, I, and I go, I'm pretty sure that looked like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, fuck it, do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so then I fucking grab him. And I don't know if Luke wants me to peel back the curtain this far. I don't know, but who cares at this uh, point. You know. Um, you know, hit the... Then we hit the brain buster mm-hmm. through the chairs. I've never in my entire fucking life done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just one of those things where I was like, as long as my arm hits before his head, it's yeah, going to yeah. be sick. It is what it is. So um, it was weird, but it was, you know, it, it was cool. It got was a pop. effective, yeah. And then um, drug him drug him in the ring. Um, you know, we're getting through the crowd, and I was like, man, this crowd's like dying out on me. Get him there. Get him the nearest of near falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, kill shot, which, mm-hmm. was, which was cool. Um, go for you, the I will say real quick, like like talking about losing the crowd because you, you not you weren't losing the crowd, but like talking about them coming down a little bit. As much as like you were bummed out by the table spot and stuff, like I think you lost a little bit of reaction just from the simple fact that only a like small third of the crowd could see what you were doing. Yeah. So that that was yeah. if you lost any reaction at all. And this is that's just that's just the that's what happens when you're at an indie show and you're in the crowd. I mean, yeah. so half of the room or more than a half of the room, two thirds of the room, couldn't really tell what the fuck was going on. From my positioning, I really couldn't tell what was going on. That's okay. I'm just yeah. saying, don't don't think that so many people yeah. were like, oh, they fucked that table up. I don't think, I don't think 75 percent of the room knew you fucked the table up. Yeah. Uh, I think they just could not tell what the fuck was going on. So that that's why they might have been a little quieter. But y'all got back in the ring and it definitely came right back up. So yeah, and yeah. you know, and then the table out there was by design. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like I, I I told Luke, I was like, man, mul- many people just pull out a table, put it in the ring for shits and giggles. Sure. It's like yeah, yeah. I want this to be organic. I want yeah, yeah. and it was Luke's idea was it he he didn't want to have a big setup. Mm-hmm. He didn't want a big like you know oh yeah, you, we'll, we'll just magically have a ladder here and you'll climb on the ladder and yeah, jump yeah, off yeah. like it's too fucking yeah it's too funny. produced it's too funny you know to where if there's a if there's, if there's a table there all night with WFC shirts on it and eight by tens yeah yeah and then yeah, we just yeah. knock them off the table and use it yeah. it's so organic yeah. so he blended his idea of it being organic with my idea of having a merch table and you know that's what we got yeah so um as I was dragging him back in the ring I was just trying to get the crowd so I was like I was like you're not getting away that easy boy and then I hit the brain buster and I was like two for one baby mm-hmm. and I want to say a fan popped off something at me like Adam Cole mm-hmm. and uh, they were like you're not Adam Cole and just out of reaction I looked at him and I was, I was, I was, I was like he's like you ain't no fucking man or something like that mm-hmm. um, and he kind of he kind of I was like, okay. And I got, you can always tell when the crowd goes, ooh, when you yeah, say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say something like chatter back, ooh. Um, threw him in the ring, nearest to near falls. Set up the kill shot. Um, this was all Luke right here. I wanted yeah, yeah, to tease yeah. it. Um, he didn't want to kick out of it because, mm-hmm. you know, JD just did that at OKX. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, take a step and then he falls over. Yeah, he collapses. You know, and then he wanted to do the knee gimmick that he did with you. Yeah. Um, which I've never taken. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. hopefully that was decent. That and then, you know, boom, hit the knee. Obviously, a knee's not going to stun me enough to not run in and, yeah, and yeah. do something. But um, it's just it, he's trying to create space. It's the reality. Yeah. He's create a little space. Yeah, get you off your game because yeah. you almost ended him. Yeah, yeah. That go home sequence mm-hmm. was one of my favorite fucking parts because I knew that that table over there in the corner was going to blow up. There was oh, no way. Course. There's no way you fucked that up. Yeah, I was going to except for when I set it up and I hit it a couple times in my hand. I so, I almost fucking blew my hand through it. So I leaned over to Zach, and I said. That fucking idiot almost cracked the table with his hand just now. I was like, he hit that table so hard. I, I swear on my dogs, I leaned over to your brother when you slapped that table yeah. and said, the fucking idiot 
almost cracked the table with his hand just now. Imagine so, if I was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I think, uh, I think three slaps, it would have broke right in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, 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 we took the back off of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... It would have broke no matter what, oh, but course, we were just like, course. oh, well, we want it to like just fucking explode, you know, yeah, 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 disintegrate. Yeah. Um, so then, um, in the ring, a go home sequence. Luke hit the best super kick I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've got um, a good good angle of that. One. Yeah, and, and the and the idea was I wanted to sell it like into the ropes, like how Moxley used to hit that second rope. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like sell it knocked out into the second rope, and then have the rope bounce me back yeah, you into. Damn near bumped it. I did. I did. I bumped. I, I, I fell right in the corner, up, yeah. and I grabbed the desperation. Though I was like trying yeah, to grab no, the no, it looked. Um, it looked great. Then he snatched uh, me up and yeah. the shoulders, and he got me back. When I picked him up earlier, I, mm-hmm. I stole his line and said, I'm a big, strong man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He put it up. I'm a big, strong man. Yep. Um, boom. Put me through it. This is awesome chant. Um, dragged mm-hmm. me out. Mm-hmm. Hits the buzzsaw kick, which I have not seen that. I don't know how that looked. Um, mm-hmm. Buzzsaw kick, and then the hyper beam, which I was very happy with the, yeah. the bump on that Crystal one. clean, um, as, as flush as you can do it. The only thing I skipped over that I want to talk about was when we were we had a strike trade going. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of when you guys had your strike trade, mm-hmm. and he remember he told you he was like you're fading me. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I wasn't fading him, mm-hmm. but the fucking first forearm he hit me with mm-hmm. almost knocked me out. Luke has his moments, yeah, which I love. But yeah. Uh, and that yeah, in our in our first match, OKX won. I mean, and I, I can chalk that up to whatever. It's my fault, but like I can chalk it up to just like fuck. I hadn't wrestled in so long. Yeah. It was a little weird for me. And then OKX two or not fuck not OKX two Luke versus John two at WFC. I. Uh, I was like, I'm not, I ain't fading shit tonight. Yeah. I promise you that. Cause I had already wrestled Barrett and you and all yeah. kinds of people at that point. But anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I feel you. I, I know what it feels yeah. like when, when Luke lays him in. And, and I, I mean, that's what I want. Cause I, I hit yeah. just as hard. So like, I, I, I want it in return. And I'm a pussy if I don't take it. So and yeah. I, here's the thing: is like I and I wasn't I wasn't fucking fading it either. I gave him everything. No, no, I, absolutely I get, not. Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at is that I did end up fading. So yeah, um, yeah. I, first one I laid I laid it out there like, oh, give me it. And uh, I've been hit with Luke by forms before. Mm-hmm. I fucking didn't know. But dude, he fucking snuck this one in there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it probably wasn't an intentional receipt oh, no, for the no, kick, no. Yeah. but it fucking felt like it, it worked. Though, it yeah. flashed me. Yeah, it flashed me to the point to where as soon as he hit it, I said, "What's the next spot?" Yeah, <laughs> he, he hit it, and I, I go, "What's the next spot?" Yeah, and we were in a trade. <laughs> like I, I kind of took me a moment to like yeah, yeah. gather my shit. Well, and um, then the, he told he said after the match, he goes, "Yeah, I noticed your left shoulder kind of started raising a lot more after you know first and second one." I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry, I do not remember that. <laughs> I just remember I got I got lit the fuck up." Look and you kind of see it too, yeah. which it's it's you know it goes along with the fucking no, Alex Royal career. It fucking, fits well. I always get flashed. Yeah. So if you watch that strike trade back, I take that forearm, bam, then I throw a punch. Then as we get to the feet. I'm still kind of gathering myself yeah. because my punches are like this. They're like yeah, very, yeah. very like weak. They're deliberate. They're very they're just like, there just to be there. You're, like just trying to, my, you're just trying to accomplish something. My timing's kind of off, but yeah. I, I think I was a little cobwebby there um, yeah. that maybe I'm just more than I'm willing to admit. But, um, you know, probably, I mean, Luke throws a great form. It's sure. like, nothing against Luke. I just fucking have a weak-ass weak ass chin. There you go. <laughs> um, I've been fucking rocked many a times in wrestling. So, um, but no. Bottom line is, now that we've dove into that entire mm-hmm. match, mm-hmm. I am very, very, very happy with the match. Yeah. I feel very good about it. I'm happy with every bump, every move, even the fucking fucked up broken table. Yeah. I am blown away by the you know, the response that it has gotten, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the This Is Awesome chant that we got. I mean, yeah. Everything about it, I think, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's, if, if, I don't know if it'll get votes standing yeah. up next to you and Aaron. But I know that it well, will be. I, I, I know it should be up there. That's all I'm saying. I was gonna say, like, what a, what an amazing 
year 2021. I, I think that lots of industries from the movie theaters, like that's for another podcast, but like I've been to the theaters like 10 weeks in a row because yeah. they're releasing all the movies that didn't come out last year. So I go every week and I see a new movie and I'm, I'm amazed by how awesome a lot of them are. And I think pro wrestling in 2021 for our local scene has been just as awesome. OKX had many great matches. Um, I think most of which was, was Cross and, and Anders. I think that it was a phenomenal match that needs to be voted in the match of the year category. And now we've got fucking you and Luke, which was fucking dope. Start to finish. I absolutely loved it. You can't deny like the crowd reaction and shit. So like that, there you go. Like the, the very fact that like, I don't know. The match was just, I had a blast. I was a fan throughout. Like I said, I didn't know if I was going out there just to watch and critique you guys or if I was going to go out there and get into it because I rarely sell like for as a as a fan very often but uh, i was i was into it three minutes in the chair shot happened and i was like fuck it it's time to cheer slap the wall zach got into it like we were clapping and this is awesome chanting and fucking we were on board for it your wife was there right next to us doing the same thing like uh it was it was an absolute blast so you guys rightfully deserve to be right up there beside me and Aaron and whatever other great matches have yeah, happened across the yeah, state. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to sit here and say, oh, we definitely match the year. But I do think that if there's a list of five, I don't, I don't, yeah, you're goddamn right. I don't see three yeah. others that no, you're you know, goddamn go ahead right. of it. So, you're absolutely right. You know, that, that, that's all I'm at. It's like, you know, I don't give a fuck at feud. I don't give a fuck if I'm most hated. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, I, if, if those two matches aren't yeah, yeah. in the fucking, you know, I agree. the voting list. I agree. Like, there's... There's a problem with the structure, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So that, that that's all there is to it, and you know, like I've said it before, I'll say it again. Luke is the absolute best. Luke knew that match. Same. I thought I knew that match well. I just mm-hmm. called that match back to you on this fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. well I know. That's it. How well you and do Luke it, yeah. knows it better than me. I didn't. Uh, I've never been in the ring with anyone like Luke before. Since I mean, he's yeah. he's too he's too smooth and uh, intelligent in the ring and like uh, capable. The, the like talk about the difficulty of the moves we do, but his capabilities of communicating like yeah, what's the next spot and and, and talking to me in a way that I can not only understand in the midst of a match, yeah. but is not really caught on camera either. Like that's that's such a skilled technique. I like think it's re- maybe it's reps, man. Like he's it he, is he it, goes, it, he's, goes. He's, goes. He's, he he goes and he cares and it is it is top priority yeah. in his mind. It's not in ours anymore. And it is for him, and it shows because because yeah. he performs at that level. So yeah. I'm I'm very proud of of uh, what y'all did. I'm mm-hmm. proud of the year he had. I, I love knowing that it more or less started in 2019 with OKX one. Yeah, with me and Luke that propelled him to. Uh, I mean, 2020 is a bust for everyone, but you know we were all still performing in some way or another. Yeah. And uh, uh, the fact that Luke went on to. To, to the rise in WFC, to a decline in WFC, an intentional storyline kind of decline in WFC after losing to me, mm-hmm. and then the uprise that led him all the way to you in the main event of the yeah. biggest show of the year. That's a great, that's great. And, you know, we can, yeah. uh, we can both sit here and say that Luke's pretty much the best guy we've ever been in the ring with, yeah. and the very fact that we were both able to give him matches that he can be proud of, that we're super proud of, that yeah. not just, like, gave us something cool to talk about, but elevated him as the winner... And now he, he, he's going to do great things. Now he can champion. go do his shit. Like I'm so proud of that because not only is he really good, he's actually a pretty cool guy. So yeah, like, Luke, uh, Luke is a fucking cool Luke's, dude. Luke's one of the easiest guys to hang out with and talk to. 
And, not just uh, wrestling either. The dude likes football. He likes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a cool dude. I mean, like, I went to, so I, I went to Graham Bell's wedding. Graham, Graham Bell got married, and I went to his wedding, and I knew my wife, and I knew Graham and, and his, and Alicia, his new wife. Um, that's it. So when Luke pulled up and got out of the car, I was just like, Fuck yes! And me and Luke sat at a table together, and what did we talk about? Fucking like James Bond for an hour. Like that's you know because because he likes James Bond. So like there you go. Like Luke's Luke's a fucking cool guy outside of wrestling. I hope that we get him on here soon. I think that's our plan. Well, we talked about it in the last episode, I think. But like, uh, yeah, I want to talk to Luke. I've never gotten to talk to Luke on a podcast about OKX fucking one. That's what I'm saying. So we got OKX one to talk about. We got all the build up to that. We got. Cross Langley 2 that happened at WFC and we got the whole fucking Alex Royal Langley build like fuck we got so much yeah. to talk about so that's yeah. coming next ladies and gentlemen it I is, hope it is coming next but yeah. uh, this yeah. has been a, this has been a deep dive into your uh, WFC 10 yeah. match with Luke Langley I'm very proud of that you posted a video as we wrap this up mm-hmm. of yourself yeah Walking through the uh, Wagner Event Center, no more ring in there, everything taken down, nobody in sight but yourself. All by design. Took your shirt off, took your jacket off, I mean, whatever. Um, Pulled your boots out of your bag, sat them down, looked around, walked away with the boots laying there in the middle of the room, lights went off. Very, uh, very symbolic. Yeah. You know, is is it over? We don't know. But for now, I think you're at a very Very, peaceful place. I definitely don't have those boots anymore. They're fucking... There you go. They're, uh, I wonder if Wagner like thinks they're in the Lost and Found or something. I would imagine so. I, 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 maybe I, they think a wrestler like, left them behind. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, some... they're not getting claimed. So if fucking I show up at a WFC event in six months and someone has them on their feet, then... I'm gonna say uh, Dylan Berryman will be wearing those at the next WFC yeah. show. Well, I'll, I'll dive. I'll dive in. There's a lot of we'll have an AR. There's a lot I want to talk about in the next podcast about yeah, you yeah, know yeah. messages I've received and stuff. So of course, we'll, we'll we'll dive into that at a later time. It's fucking late right now. It is late, and John's got an hour trek back home. I and do. if it's anything like so it took him to get people, if it took him anything to get here, it's like an hour and a half. So he's looking at a late night. Watch he's got it. a flight tomorrow. I gotta fly tomorrow. This yeah, year. he's fucking. He's got to wear those tight ass shorts on the plane. I got him on right now. Hey, do you know that today at the gym I was doing a workout and one of the one of my buddies was there and he's like, "When do you leave?" And I was like, "Oh, tomorrow. I'm flying out tomorrow." And he goes, "Man, don't wear those shorts on the plane." He legit said that to me, and I was like, I thought it was like, I don't know, I don't know why, but uh, I was like, "What do you mean? They don't leave anything to the imagination, so I definitely don't have a gun or anything on me. They can see my 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 goddamn uh, urethra, <laughs> much less yeah. a, a gun." And he goes, "No, man." Last time I flew, my wife wore shorts and I wore pants. And she got fucking ate up by bed bugs. Ugh. And I was like, that's fucked up. That's fucking gross. He goes, yeah, wear pants, man. You got to wear pants on the plane. And I was like, pants on a plane, man. You got it. I'm going to wear pants on the plane tomorrow. So you are wearing pants on the plane? I got to. I don't want bed bugs. Well, not every plane has fucking bed bugs. What was, <laughs> it? was he flying fucking Allegiant? Goddamn. <laughs> like, flying American Airlines like an adult. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm flying, but... uh. I'm sure that... Uh, All right, well, John's going to come back with a Mickey Mouse tattoo. Ladies or and this is it for me, and I'm dead. So, ladies and gentlemen, have a great uh, experience without me as I'm yeah. dead in the ocean somewhere because my plane crashed. We fall over the ocean and to I, Florida, I, I, right? I, yeah. I really hope Justin... I, I bet Justin hits the floor falling out of bed. Like, that's, that's the kind of... He sits on the toilet and slips right off. Let's smash.